Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am your co-host Scott. With me as always is my main man Mike. This is Craft Brewed Sports. Mike, let's tap this keg of sports knowledge, bruh. Only if you pump, and then I will pour. Well then, indubitably. (laughs) (laughs) That's our classiest opening we've done. Very well. Very well. (laughs) What's up, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Pitchers and catchers reported this week. Oh, dude, it's the best. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Hey, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week with Wayne. First of all, shout out again to Wayne Mehmet for being a fantastic guest. That was so good. Phenomenal. Uh, Such a good guest. But uh, I know we talked about it last week with, like, that's such a nerdy thing to look forward to practice. But I couldn't help it. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, yeah. And then today, as we're recording this, it's the first uh, Reds full team uh, workout. Workout. Nice. They're all in Goodyear right now. I like that we've already gotten shit talked to us on Facebook. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, which knew was coming, but also the the trade went through after we discussed yeah. a couple weeks back about Brandon Phillips yeah, swapping filled. our teams and coming to mine and leaving yours, and there it was on Sunday. I, how do you feel about that? Uh, the Reds are picking up $13 million of his $14 million, so I am perfectly fine yeah. with that. And, it's and, a total wash. I mean, Reds wanted to get rid of him. Braves needed something, and he's just a one-year guy. They gave up two low-level prospects. It's a rare win-win. Yeah, so, I, that's what I tried to yeah. – like, somebody was really upset no for loss. the Reds doing it, and I was like, wait, they were going to – like, they were like, they're, they're paying $13 million of this contract, and it's like, all right, well, they were going to pay fourteen. Yeah, and lose him at the end of the year anyway, and get nothing. So you save well, there's a rumors million. that they may have just cut him in spring because they were that desperate to wow. to move on. Wow, from but now him. yeah, and, so and now you it's get it's not that they were like disappointed. Something. Yeah, and they weren't disappointed necessarily. They just really want to go on ahead and move, do the youth movement and get guys in there that you know they want to see what what they've got. And so it you know it was just easier. It's time to go, man. And I salute Brandon Phillips for. All of his time yeah. here in Cincinnati, I'm I mean, gonna miss him. He was a fun guy to watch play, but I'm also not really gonna miss him. Like, yeah, well, and I mean, you know, some divorces are messy and some divorces are bitter. <laughs> this one's one of those ones where you're just like, hey, you know, things aren't working out no more. We're just better as friends. Yeah, you know, we've just grown apart. 
So you go your way, I'll go mine, and everybody's happy. I mean, it it really there's I, there should be no bitterness from anybody. It's like the Reds and the Reds fans got a lot of good years and a lot of good highlights and play out of Brandon, and you know Brandon made his money and. Had had a good time. He seemed to enjoy his time here, and so you know. So, do you think this on. is my other question on it? Do you think he's done after this year, or do you think he tries to get on somewhere else for at oh, least another year? No, or two? I, I think he's actually got a decent amount of baseball in him left. I, I don't think that he he'll play this one year in Atlanta. I would be shocked, shocked if Atlanta re-signed him. I don't, you know, unless it came at a super discount. But I think he'll try to get one more decent contract, and you can always find. A sucker. Like, there's always somebody out there who's gonna Dusty Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, Dusty's gonna come in hard. Right. To, he's gonna give Phillips a contract he doesn't deserve. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I, it, funny enough, offensively, Phillips's numbers were some of his best last year, but defensively, he took a step back. Which, yeah. if you ask, the and that's average, always been his go-to with right. his defense. And if you ask the average person. You wouldn't even know that because actually when I saw it, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. I, and I admittedly didn't watch as many Reds games last year as I, as I have in years past. But to see that his bread and butter had taken a step back, you're kind of like, oh, but it's age. It's not anything. He needs to start juicing up, man. Okay, right. Yeah. This Come is the on, time. B. Phil. What are you doing? <laughs> this is the time to stick a needle in exactly. your ass. Exactly. Take gotta, it to the next you level. You got to get that contract, man. Holy shit, I'm showing decline. <laughs> Barry, what's up? <laughs> Look, I need a big ass head. Can you fucking <laughs> shoot me up? Brady's like, which head, bro? <laughs> I got you. I mean, what beer are we drinking today? Well, this week, as rare and as exciting and as uh, I, I can't even explain the the <laughs> fury that was surrounding the release of Braxton's Graders collaboration for their black. Black raspberry chocolate chip milk stout. Yeah, so I can't even fucking do it anymore. I'm what? just gonna can't laugh every time. I'm gonna laugh every time about what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, anyways, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny, but anyway, so this black raspberry chocolate chip stout that um, Braxton and Graders uh, it made national news, I believe. It was fucking. Bananas, yes. Like the hype around this beer has been insane, and it's sold out everywhere. I was lucky to get these couple of packs because it released on a Monday after they had had the keg tapping on a Friday, and they were sold out just about everywhere. Did you hear about the keg tapping? No. So the they didn't expect the crowd, which is crazy to me. Weird you, as much you as they like promoted pumped it. the shit out yeah. of this beer. So for those of you outside of Cincinnati. Uh, Braxton is a new brewery. We we've actually done one of their beers on the show before. Yes, um, and Graders Storm, is right? yeah we yeah. did Storm, um, and Graders is a uh, a Cincinnati ice cream shop that's very well known in this area. It's, yeah, it's like the go to place for ice cream. It's um, one of the Cincinnati staples. Yes, if you will. yeah. So they collaborated on this beer and. Uh, it, I mean, it was everywhere. That's all anybody was talking about. Right. I, you had non-beer drinkers talking about every news station was yeah. pumping up this beer. Oh, I know we did. <laughs> and we actually had uh, a guy from Brew, uh, Braxton this week on Channel Nine. Really? Yes, on the noon show for an interview. So wow, I believe it was Tuesday. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it, the the 
the promotion and the hype was still, you know, surrounding it and building it up, despite so they, the fact that they were selling out. Pretty I think much they everywhere. were doing the keg tapping at 7 p.m. on Friday. At 5:30, there was a line out of their brewery around the block. <laughs> it was a line that stretched close to a mile long at 5:30 for a beer that was getting tapped. An hour and a half later. That's insane no matter what yes. way you look at it. <laughs> Fucking crazy. They blew through their, their kegs Friday night. And then Monday, my wife tried to buy some. And the guy at the store literally laughed. Because she was she came the, like Tuesday. And the, she was like, do you have any of the, the Grader's beer left? And the guy went, <laughs> no, we sold out yesterday. Right. And I bought these two. Uh, they only came in four packs, which tells you everything you need to know. Uh about them and their uh, how much they brewed, which was not much, you know, it was a super limited batch. Um, but when I walked in at eight o'clock in the morning, <laughs> they were just unloading them, and it was limit two, and they were Nazis about it. It was like I went to go pick up the third one. Uh, I was like, Sorry, the, sir, limit two. The correct term is they were alt right about it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> They're very Trumpian about whether or not I could have three. And so, you know, all beers matter, and I only took two. So there they were. And they aged at my house for the last week yeah. and a half. Which it, that's fine with stouts. 7% ABV, so a decent kick to these beers. Um, black raspberry is a, a flavor that Graders has of their – it's a, one of their more popular flavors of ice cream. So that's why Braxton decided to yeah, go with isn't this. Yeah, isn't it like their signature flavor, I think so, essentially? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when anybody says anything about graters, it's either black raspberry chip is, you know, my absolute favorite, or, you know, if you're going to go to graters, you got to try the black raspberry chip. Yeah. Which actually, funny enough, I find graters ice cream as not a native Cincinnati. I find it just to be okay. There's nothing to me that's super special about it. It's good ice cream. It's overpriced ice cream, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that distinguishes it to me. You know, the, the the actual raspberry chip, I'm not a fan of. The black raspberry ice cream is good, but I don't like chocolate chunks all yeah. up in my shit. <laughs> and I like, I, I just, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's just whatever. But definitely wanted to get it because of black, and because <laughs> of all the hype, we definitely needed to see. What? what nothing. So nothing. Okay. I'm just uh, We definitely need to see what the hype was all about for the show. Yeah, and and uh we're we're both like a beer and some deep at this point. Yep. Um initial thoughts, man. What do you think initially? Um initially it smells like coffee. Very heavy coffee heavy. smell, which is crazy cuz I mean I know stouts tend to have a coffee flavor to them, but this is supposed to be a a milk stout. Right. Yes, and it supposedly had like the ice cream puree in it, so you would think, you know, heavy on the raspberry, the the black raspberry, and very very muted flavors on this one so far. The uh, the coffee reigns supreme, and I I don't know if that's what they're going for, but um, (laughs) yeah, I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, (laughs) not anything listed about coffee in the descriptions, but that that's what shines through. So, um, also drinking this at room temperature, as um, suggested by both the brewery and a few few people that I know that had consumed it prior to 
us getting our hands on it, uh, both at the brewery and out of the can, had had it cold and said, you know, oh, it just tastes like a, a regular stout, nothing, can't really taste it, hmm. but then said at room temperature, which again is what the brewery suggested you do, that's where all the flavor comes from, and stouts, you know, are not necessarily supposed to be ice nah, cold. They should anyway. be, yeah, they should be a little bit so, warmer. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we are drinking them at room temperature, so... Yeah, we're we're following directions, God right? Damn it. Which is um, a rarity for us. It's definitely an interesting beer to to start with. You're right, very heavy coffee flavor, which kind of surprised me. Yes, because I I've had Madtree's black raspberry beer, Madtree, and that kind of started the whole thing here in Cincinnati. Madtree came out and was like, "Hey, I know we didn't partner with Graders, but <laughs> but we've got one we've, too. We <laughs> we make Rubus Cacao, which is." The same fucking thing. <laughs> and, and, uh, it kind of started some friction. I think it, it's almost like we've got like a little brewery versus yeah, brewery versus brewery face off here. And uh, I I really liked the the Rubus Cacao. I've had it a few times. I've had it bourbon barrel aged. It's a good fucking beer. Well, I haven't had it, so I don't have anything to compare it to, unfortunately. But I've heard good I got one things upstairs. about. I got one upstairs. I got you, man. All I'll right, let you. I'll let you Fantastic. take one. Look at. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> that is why we do what we do. Uh, but why don't we get into Upper Deck? We'll save the rest of this beer talk. We've This may be the longest beer intro we've done. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's talk some sports in Upper Deck. And as always, Upper Deck brought to you by Audible.com. Uh, fans of Craft Brew Sports, you can get a free 30-day Audible trial along with a free audio book. All you have to do, go to audibletrial.com slash craftbrewsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftbrewsports. Or go to our website, craftbrewsports.com. Click the Audible trial link. Sorry, man. I just took like the whole I was just going to say, I was like, do I have anything to say? Go Audible. <laughs> Woo! Audible trial. Dot com. <laughs> 30 days. Good night, moon. Read some books. That's my bad, man. Ever since we deleted it from our rundown, I, I just, I'm going off memory. And that's fine. I that's just, just was waiting. It just flowed. It it's, just came right out, man. I, kudos to you. <laughs> Good people at Audible are going to call you, not me. All right, let's get into Upper Deck. First story of the week. So sometimes, sometimes losing something sucks. Right, sometimes. it's really shitty. It's really shitty. You know feeling. firsthand with all your bets. Uh, oh my god, I don't even <laughs> wait. Uh, wait until you see what happened this week. With duh, the duh, bet. Duh. That's called a tease. Oh, y'all. oh good lord, tease! All right, so the sometimes losing thing is losing something really sucks. But the worst part is when your rivals' fans start talking shit to you. Uh, like, no doubt, that is that is when you're just somebody's kicking you when you're down. It fucking is the worst. Well, that happened this week. Uh, nobody hates the. Atlanta Falcons more than the New Orleans Saints. Which sidebar didn't really know that. I know the division yeah, rivals and everything, like, but I had read prior to reading this story in general that Atlanta Falcons fans and New Orleans Saints fans like really hate one another. Yeah, I went to so I was a sidebar from the story. I was in Chicago a couple years ago for the start of the NFL season, and a friend of mine up there is from New Orleans, and she took me to a New Orleans Saints backers bar, which was one of the coolest experiences because it was like everybody in the place. It's packed. We're all outside on this patio, jam packed. Everybody's in Saints gear. They're all watching the game. There's a fucking like brass band 
who every time the Saints scored, they would play the Who Dat song, and like <laughs> people had the umbrellas and were like marching around like it was a parade in New Orleans. Was there it was, baby cakes? There were no baby cakes, oh, <laughs> but bro. it was a cool fucking experience. But the Saints were playing the Falcons, and the Falcons ended up winning that game. And holy shit, I thought people were gonna murder. Like I was like. <laughs> I was like, you know, Matt Ryan. In Chicago. Yeah, we're in Chicago. We're not even in New Orleans. It's just New Orleans fans. And I was like, yeah, Matt Ryan's not that bad. And they're like, shut the, shut up. Shut up. Don't say that out loud. Don't. The people are fucking listening. <laughs> so anyways, they really hate each other. Crazy. Um, <laughs> and Saints fans kind of took it to a, a new level with the Falcons' epic Super Bowl collapse. So this year, there's a float in the Mardi Gras parade that features pictures of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones with the words, the young and the ringless. Oh. (laughs) It even has a giant voodoo doll with pins sticking out of it that's wearing a Falcons jersey. (laughs) Damn. I... I fucking love it. As somebody who experienced, like, now I guess I'm kind of like, hey, yeah, Saints, you do it. You know why I love it? I love it because the Saints, who, for most of our lifetimes, and really most of their existence, god-awful, just the worst franchise, bags over their heads. Like, that's who I associate (laughs) bags over their heads, you know, as far as being embarrassed, is the Saints. They have one Super Bowl title. And... All sorts of years of just complete futility, and yet they're like, hey, Atlanta, get on our level. We, y- y'all are young and ringless, and Atlanta has no rebuttal. Yeah, because, you can't say shit back. That's because the worst like, part. They got you. Well, fuck you. We got a ring. What you got? We we got 900 years of sucktitude and one ring. Y'all got what? 901 years of sucktitude and no rings. So suck it. It's like... Damn, there's really love, nothing you can say. I love that they have a giant voodoo doll. That, That's that, like, funny. And you know there's Saints fans that are fucking crazy that have that shit in their house. They've got a voodoo right. doll with a Falcons jersey on it. No doubt. Matt Ryan's jersey that they're just like, oh, I hope he breaks both his fucking legs. Well, and I, this is separate from this story, but during the Super Bowl, apparently the Saints Twitter feed... <laughs> tweeted like the, the the sideways the looking eyes when when the score started to get close like they hadn't done anything all night and then once the Patriots started to come back I, I can't remember at what point the score was but the Saints Twitter feed put the eyes up like oh hey look at this and then like did some celebratory things once the Patriots won like they were straight haters that's, that's the, the only the only fan base that was happy with the outcome of the Super Bowl right. besides the Patriots. Like, Patriots right. fans obviously happy. The well, only other like, the fans. The whole nation was behind Atlanta. <laughs> nope. But it turns out there was a giant pocket <laughs> of Saints fans who were just like, fuck them. Narlins was greatest, like, come on, Brady. <laughs> greatest Super Bowl outcome ever. <laughs> I love so it. So funny to I me. I fucking love it. I, I wish I was in Narlins for this Mardi Gras. Right. <laughs> as soon as that parade also remind goes me by, never to wear Atlanta gear in New Orleans. Never, never been never. to New Orleans, but I know not. Don't don't wear what yeah, not to wear. Don't wear your Braves hat. No shit. They don't need New Orleans. Is like we don't even have baseball. But fuck you. Yeah, they got the baby king cakes. baby. Yeah, <laughs> they got the baby, <laughs> baby cakes. That, that's it's close I love, enough. I said king baby because that's the real term. But baby right. cakes is the yeah. That's the team. Well, anyway, speaking of the Patriots, the Fuhrer. <laughs> no, not that one. Bill Belichick, actually. 
um, will be the voice of a World War II documentary. And that's set to air on PBS before um, his buddy Trump gets rid of PBS (laughs) with another executive order. Politics. Right. (laughs) Can't get two stories in without mentioning Trump. But anyway, the documentary is set to be called D-Day Over Normandy, which is shot exclusively with drone and helicopter-mounted cameras, and it's going to be narrated by uh, the hooded one himself. Um, I don't even know how this came about. I don't know how yeah. World War II people were sitting around like, man, we need somebody to narrate this. Mm-hmm. Should we get Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman busy? No. 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 Samuel Jackson, what he's doing? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- what about Bill Belichick? <laughs> hey, it can't hurt to ask. <laughs> hey, um, Bill, we've got this great idea. So, we know you're a football coach. Um, but... We know you're super intense, and we've got this World War II document. <laughs> and we were thinking there would be nothing cooler than if you narrated this for us. What do you think, Bill? Um, yeah, no, I don't know. We're on to the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, 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 Bill. We're, we're not talking about... We're, we're on to the Super Bowl. Mm, uh. <laughs> right, I, <laughs> such a weird collabo. Like, doesn't even make sense. But hey, whatever. Uh, apparently, Bill volunteered. He's gonna. I actually, I'm funny enough a huge like World War II guy, and I enjoy like a lot of the documentaries and stuff. Like, I want to check this out just because <laughs> Bill Belichick is going to be. So the narrating the it. documentary itself sounds really fucking cool. Like right. Helicopters even... and drones over Norman. That sounds really cool. Well, and I, I'm kind of interested in the approach they're going to take with, because I'm assuming that there'll be archive footage and all that stuff to set things up. Right. So I, I don't understand exactly what the drone footage and what yeah. the helicopter footage, like what it provides. Like this will be a totally new, I guess, idea or perspective. As far as talking about just Normandy, and it's just yeah. specifically Normandy. So, you know, it, if you're super into that part of World War II, I mean, this should be great for you. But fucking Bill Belichick. I, it's going to be hard to get past the, him nailing Yeah, it's it. going to be really hard to get past that because I tend to fall asleep during documentaries very easily. Like those are always what I put on. I'm like, uh, it, I'm going to bed and I throw on Netflix. <laughs> if I'm if I'm tired of watching Bob Ross, I put on a documentary. And normally I drift off to sleep because documentaries can be a little dry. But Bill Belichick is the driest of dry. Like driest. that dude is fucking. You would think if you're having a documentary, if you're putting one together, you would have a narrator that is a little bit more personable like right. somebody who can you know who does a lot engaged. of documentaries is martin sheen martin sheen voices a lot of shit like whenever i see something i just be like oh it's the father of all the other sheens yeah <laughs> doing this one <laughs> and he does a lot like and he has a good like personable voice like it never takes me out of it i'm never just like oh shit this is martin sheen like narrating this but you know Bill who's my favorite no narrator? Go my favorite narrator is Lee Schreiber. <laughs> like he, bless you. Thank my you. favorite narrator is Lee Schreiber, who does all the Hard Knock stuff on HBO. Oh, yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. Like his voice is perfect, perfect. and and I can't imagine Bill Belichick mumbling through a documentary. Oh no, I definitely can't <laughs> imagine. Him I mean, I can imagine it, it, but I can't imagine somebody actually paid for that, right? 
Um, and, uh, and then the then the forces came down from. Uh, <laughs> they stormed the beaches. America. You guys, you guys ever seen Saving Private Ryan? Uh, kind of like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check that out whenever because we'll be watching it and. No doubt. I'm definitely going to seek that out. (laughs) Uh, Here's some golf news for you, since I know everybody loved all the golf talk we had on the show when we did that one time. But this is kind of a fun story. So John Daly, he just seems like a dude that would be really fun to hang out with. Uh, Besides doing Hooters promos and wearing crazy pants on the course and openly smoking during his rounds, he's also known to spaz the fuck out. And this past weekend was no different. After completing only seven holes in the final round of the Alliance Championship in Florida, he recorded bogeys in three of his last four holes. So out of seven holes, he had three bogeys in the last four. He Not good for you golf novices. Yeah, not, not good at all. Um, he threw his putter into the lake and then walked off the course saying that his sciatic nerve was bothering him. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> I did. Here's my favorite story. My favorite part of the story is I love seeing pro golfers do the same shit that I do. Like there has been times where I've gotten three bogeys in a row and I'm just like, fuck this game. And I throw a club like this is bullshit. Why do I even fucking play this sport? And then uh, and then I see it happen in real life. And I'm like, oh, well, what's great is I don't even play golf. <laughs> this is totally akin to when you're playing video games with somebody and some shit starts to get on. They're like, this fucking controller's broke. Man, fuck this. I'm done. Shit doesn't even work. And they just whip that shit. This is totally. Totally that. Blaming the equipment for your complete failure. <laughs> Love it. We've all been there. I mean, I, I know I have. Man, this fucking controller's broke, man. That's why you're beating me. <laughs> so when I was like kid, my aunt and uncle got me golf lessons because they said I had a good swing, so they wanted to foster that. And I was at a course, and I teed off and didn't do too well on the tee shot, so I just tossed my club up in the air, and it got stuck in a fucking tree. <laughs> and I had to explain to my dad why I needed a new driver, and he was like, nope, you don't get one. And I was like, awesome. Uh, okay. So then the rest of the summer, I had to play with no driver off the tee. And this story, I was like, oh, John Daly's dad would probably be really mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> he would not be proud. <laughs> I feel like John Daly's dad would be like, you goddamn right, son. Show that <laughs> show that putter who's boss. You're right, it was broke. <laughs> no son of mine does that bad. Three bogeys and four holes? Why didn't you snap it, you pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, good times with John Daly. Did you watch the 30 for 30 with John Daly? No. It was good. It's good because I'm not even a huge John Daly guy. But it gave him John a Daly's of, a huge John Daly guy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go but for I, the open fat joke there. Well, yeah, but I I understand why people are such huge fans of him. He watching the thirty for thirty, he really was like a real life Happy Gilmore when he came onto the scene. <laughs> like he could just drive the shit out yeah. of the wall. He was and a monster. He was crude, and he's out there smoking. And, I mean, he. He's just he was a, a the people's champ. I, I believe that somebody even dubbed him. Like he was just it, it, nice. he fit the persona and I just thought it was funny because I never I always thought of just, you know, John Daly as a uh, vodka with uh, yeah. Arnold Palmer <laughs> mixed. So 
That's, that's mostly what I think of John Daly is just <laughs> drunk and worthless. But watching that, it was just like, oh, wow. I, I totally oh, he's get a person. How, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, but I totally get the appeal of yeah. a, a John Daly. Like, he is, pr- especially prior to Tiger Woods. He's super fun to watch because it's he's... You're right. He's very relatable. Yeah, like, he's a relatable, and especially when he does shit like this, because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's how me and We've my friends all call. been there. <laughs> uh, moving on to the NBA, and wow, this one, <laughs> this one's just classic. And so wow, yeah. <laughs> so many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the fact that the NBA has a developmental league called the NBDL, or you know, the NBA Developmental League. D-League. Yeah, the D-League, if you will. Well, this week, it was announced that the NBA is partnering with Gatorade for a sponsorship on the D-League. And it, the NBA has been looking for a partnership. They you know, they wanted some type of sponsorship for a while, and Gatorade stepped to the plate, and they're like, hey, we'll do this. We got you, dog. This, this, this is a good collabo <laughs> for us, but... But, but this is this is the Graders and, and Braxton collabo you've been waiting for. Right. This this is the this is the one. But it's not enough that they're just like, hey, this is the NBA developmental league, the D League, brought to you by Gatorade. No, 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 no. They rebranded <laughs> that shit from the ground up. It is now known as the G League, the Gatorade developmental league. The Gatorade will sponsor the equipment, the uniforms, and man, if we thought it was crazy that NBA teams are about to start next season having little patches with logos on them, the D-League is going to look like fucking NASCAR. (laughs) Only just Gatorade everywhere. I wonder if they're going to have any crazy rules, like Gatorade's going to be like, listen, any win you got to pour Gatorade on a coach's head. No, they would that, see that's played out. I mean, everybody has a win. It'd be big. Gatorade every game, after after every dunk, ever. after every dunk, <laughs> Gatorade gets poured on somebody. Not just the coach, just <laughs> randomly. Like just you could the be dudes sitting at the end of the bench. No, you could be sitting in the stands and have Gatorade poured You're on going you. The Harlem Globetrotters. Right. Style. Welcome to the G League. <laughs> <laughs> just boom, Gatorade on you. Like n- no warning. You you, you better horn blast. Right, you better wear a fucking smock to the game to to keep your clothes dry. Are you sitting in the G zone? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hilariously fantastic. But I mean seriously, the G League. Oh, I mean, we just found the G spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but besides that, I mean, it's the G League. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention gangsters. <laughs> gangsters. I mean, everybody already has the uh, the impression. Most most white people don't watch the NBA. You have the impression that NBA is just a bunch of hoodlums. And here it is. Back to back it up. They got the G League. I don't understand why you like. All right. The D League already sounds like. Like when I hear D League, I it think sounds of like, like some broke ass wreck shit. I think of grades. I think of oh, these are like the yeah, the and they shitty. Are. Yeah. Oh, this is the the guys who are trying to make it. Yeah, the, here's your remedial class for right. the NBA. The rejects. We went lower than F. We went we went G's. These guys, these guys are worse. Ain't nothing but a gangster party. <laughs> I, uh, but funny enough, the only G League that we recognize on this show. Is Ice Cube's Theory on Three League? That's the G League. Fuck y'all. yes, that, that is the official. G Well, League. that's got some real G's in it. So right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you 
The OGs. Here's maybe my, maybe that's all of a sudden go. the OG league. Oh, fucking that's genius. <laughs> right? Here's my thing, though, about this whole thing. So they're trying to like rebrand it and like get people to pay attention to the developmental league. And hip-hop, they said... Hip-hop anonymous? <laughs> well, they said they wanted like one team for every NBA team. They wanted... Because right now, not every team Yeah, has there's a, only like 13 teams. Yeah. Which is so they want to get it to the point... They're not going to get to that point. It's not a farm system. They've got college for that. They're not right. going to get to a farm system. Right. So why are you... It's None not going to happen. There's not enough good players that don't make these teams to fill up an entire league. Yeah. That are, that are NBA quality. Like, all this is... Uh, the dumb people in this one is Gatorade. Like, I'm, on the NBA side, smart. You just got Gatorade to pay money for a shitty league right. that nobody watches and nobody gives a fuck about. Right. But from the Gatorade side, it's like, what are you thinking, man? Like, <laughs> nobody's going to watch this shit. What are you going to... Unless you put it on TV. Well, it, it is on NBA TV. I mean, like, they, real TV. Right. But they, they tell us... <laughs> but even then... If you're Gatorade, and obviously you're trying to get people, like, how does this push your brand even further? How yeah, is anybody thinking, man? I could, I'm really parched right now. This they this just wanted nod, to. They wanted no Powerade for me. Hand me a G. <laughs> Hand me a G. I'm watching the G League. I I can't drink Powerade right now. It's got to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this the Apple Juice League from now on. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go, Apple Juice League. So let's get into some beer news. Weird. How about that? We haven't done a beer story in a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. This is a fun one. So there is a Cincinnati man who is currently suing Walmart, saying that the, quote, craft beer that Walmart sells is not craft beer at all. Say what? Yeah, Matthew Adam has brought the suit against Walmart in Hamilton County Court. Can we Court. get Matthew on the show? I would love to. That'd be fantastic. I need to find him on Facebook. Right. Let's do this. Can we tweet at him? Yeah. I'll find him. All right. We got to be able we to We got to do him. this. Yes. I'll find him. I'm sure he's in like the craft beer group. If you're going to sue Walmart, he's got to be in the craft beer group right. on Facebook. He's got to be dedicated to the cause. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he is saying that uh, that uh, Walmart, who markets beers such as Catsaway IPA and Round Midnight Belgian White as craft beers, that uh, they're only available at Walmart and, of course, bumped up in price to match other brews in the craft beer tier. Uh, Adam points out that the beers are brewed by Genesee Brewing in Rochester, New York. Shout out to you, Alex. <laughs> and he says, quote, the defendant's craft beer has never been a craft beer, nor has it been produced by a craft brewery. Rather, it's a wholesale fiction created by the defendant that was designed to deceive consumers into purchasing the craft beer at a higher inflated price, end quote. The suit's currently pending in Hamilton County Court, and they seek punitive damages, a declaration that Walmart violated the Ohio Consumer Sales Practices Act, an injunction barring Walmart from marketing its beer as craft beers, and attorney fees. They're trying to make this a, uh, a class action lawsuit, and this is the first time in my life that I'm like, man... I wish I had bought shitty beer from Walmart because <laughs> well, I want to get in on this. Well, you know what's funny about this, though? To me, the, the most hysterical thing is not that this is actually happening. Not that anybody was like, wait a minute. This is, is that I feel like there's so many products across like store <laughs> brands and right? other things that do this exact same yeah. thing and nobody ever calls them on it. They're just like, Oh, hey, this is the generic version of blah blah and yeah. we'll charge you that same price. And it's our version, but 
it, there's no way of knowing or it, there's no way of combating the fact that so it probably isn't. Here's the difference on that, though. If somebody's coming out with, hey, this is the generic version. This is our version of whatever. These are our potato chips. It's normally cheaper than the name yes, brand version. Yes, true. Walmart went the other way. They were like, hey, this is our craft beer. You pay the same price. It's <laughs> it's going to be $10 a, a six-pack. And you're like, wait a second. This is fucking Genesee. Which, <laughs> this answers a question that I've always had. Because uh, we did Honey Brown on this show. And I know we mentioned it during that episode. Is Honey Brown a craft beer? According to this lawsuit, no, it is not. <laughs> so, Well, they sell it for $1 a can, so... <laughs> I'm pretty sure we could deduce that it wasn't. Which, by the way, Honey Brown, which is an actual name beer, cheaper than the craft beer that you could get at Walmart. Cheaper apparently. than Cats Away IPA. You should have known right there. You should have right. known. With, that, a, like, with a swanky name like Cats Away IPA. I feel like this dude was in Walmart, saw this, and was like, you know, this I'm, is a lawsuit. I'm buying this just to sue these fuckers. <laughs> which. Hats off to him if that's what he thought. Genius. It is. Is this guy a. uh, We got to get him on the show because I have so many questions. We absolutely have to get this guy on the show. Are you, like, in law school that you were. This is tort. Anybody know Matthew Adam? Shout us out. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. We need to get in touch with Matthew Adam. He's got to be a guest on the show. I just want to. I have so many questions. Right. Well, while you're. Thinking about those questions, <laughs> we're going to move on to another uh, beer story. That's right. Woohoo! A double dose of yeah, beer news. This is this a beer week. heavy Woo! episode. Right? You know that uh, sports are in the off season when we're out here <laughs> double dipping on beer stories. Uh, but this is a kind of beer story. But hey, Mike, you ever been iced? Yes. So have I. It Awful. sucks. Awful. Balls. It is the worst. I have a funny story about icing, but I'll, I'll wait until All you right, get, cool. your, get into your story there. I'll give you mine then afterwards. Okay. But, uh, before you could ever get iced, in the mid-90s, there was something called Zima. And for all you kids out there, this was the first clear malt beverage that essentially... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right. That essentially ushered in the Smirnoff ices of the world. (laughs) Smirnoff. Right. In fact, Zima was a huge hit in the mid-90s. The commercial ad campaigns, it was like... Try something different. <laughs> See what I did there with the Z for the Zima. I just remember the commercials were always like a dude in a bar. Like you'd walk into a really hot bar. Like air conditioning wasn't working. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, everybody uh, was like sticking to the seat. And then he'd be like, Zima. Zima. And then he'd melt off of it the It was seat. apparently cool and refreshing and everything that you were missing in your entire life. Side note, before we... Isn't that up to whoever is serving the beer? Right. I hate when Coors Light does that, when they're like, our beer is so cold. It's like, no, because I left this out on my back porch all summer long. It's not fucking cold, you liars. Right. We're going to sue them. Holy shit. Matthew Adam, we got a new lawsuit for you. (laughs) Coors Light is full of shit. Well, anyway, unbeknownst to me... Uh, Zima was discontinued in 2008. Yeah. Not that I ever sought gone. it out or anything, but yeah, Zima disappeared, and it's probably because malt beverages suck. Um, well, it's because 15-year-old girls switched to Molly. Right. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, but if you've been longing for those days of Zima, or if you're just curious what your, your parents drank in their heyday, you're in luck, because Miller Coors is bringing back Zima. Ugh. No announcement on when the 
the release date will be, but they filed the patent last year, and all signs point to, and there's an ad campaign now out there, that Zima is back. Um, the only reason I can think that this is a thing is because nostalgia is in vogue. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. everything that was cool during the mid-90s is now cool again. Well, and it, and it like, everybody's bringing this stuff back, and people are buying it like crazy. Like, Surge is back. Yes. Flew but off the shelves. Surge was awesome. Surge so. was fucking the shit. That was the I greatest. I would drink Surge right now. I did drink, not right now, but I did. I bought a case when it <laughs> first you? came back. Nice. Yes. I was going on a road trip with Kenny Zimling House, and it came the day before I left. And I was like, nice. Fuck yeah! <laughs> um, but uh, just the other day, we took my son to swim class, and we went to the store afterwards, and there was Crystal Pepsi. There you go. And I, Another I bought drink. one. I bought one did. just because it was there, and I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. I know, right? But I'm the dumbass that these people are bringing this shit back because it's like- yeah, So you're going to have a case of Zima when I no, come over. fuck that. Right? Well, I mean, <laughs> is that is Zima Is it a craft brew? Because <laughs> I feel like we should have it on the show if it's a craft brew. But I can't think of Zima without thinking of Red Dog. Oh. Which at the same time of Zima's popularity was also both of their ad campaigns were hard hitting. I remember watching like Simpsons and like I watched a lot of Fox when I was younger. So Simpsons and Martin and old shows <laughs> like that. Uh, and they always had advertisements for oh. Zima and Red Dog. Red Dog, man, that I blame that for the reason why I wanted a bulldog. Because that logo right. was just the red bulldog. Yes. Oh, man. Zima. Fucking gross. It's back. Um, all right, what's your ice story? Oh, so my ice story was uh, my good friend Keith was a real son of a bitch one night. And <laughs> <laughs> I was back home in Toledo. I think it was for Thanksgiving or Christmas. One of the two. This was while I was in college. Probably towards the end was visiting home. And turned around and was like Cuban ice son and boom there I was on one knee at the bar yeah. like a baby back bitch chugging <laughs> a off ice Ugh. it was the worst Ugh. and what's Gross. what's shittier is it it was it was cold ice cold and oh. so to having to chug an ice cold any, anything yeah, that's sucks, rough already but an ice cold malt beverage ball sack <laughs> just the worst <laughs> So we uh, we were in Pittsburgh for my buddy Tim's bachelor party, uh, and he was we did a bunch of shots at this bar. This this bar had shot wheels, so we went to Permani Brothers for lunch, and on the way back to the hotel to like, eh, let's go pregame at the hotel, and then we'll go off for the night. We stopped at this bar, and they had a shot wheel, so we got Tim fucked up on shots, and then we got back to the hotel, and somebody iced him. Oh uh, shit. But they iced him with an ice that was sitting in the trunk of their car. Oh, so it was no. hot. It wasn't even like it was warm. It was like hot. Like this. This is gross. all of a sudden I regret complaining about my super cold <laughs> ice. <laughs> well, no, it's like the opposite extreme, which is just as bad. But he, uh, so he did that, and then immediately puked. Oh, and did not go out that night. So we. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Pittsburgh Friday and Saturday night. Friday night, we had a fun time. Saturday night, Tim did not enjoy his bachelor party. He wasn't there. We went out for him. Oh, shit. <laughs> he missed his his actual bachelor party all because he got iced. Fucking awful stuff. This has been Upper Deck brought to you by Audible.com. 
And uh, Zima. Z- Zima. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Zima. <laughs> oh shit, man. Yeah, that oh that's some gross that's some gross stuff. Why are why are the shitty stuff why does the shitty stuff come back? Why can't the good stuff come back? Right. I, I just want a McRib year round and that only comes <laughs> back like for for a couple of months out of the year, maybe, and select <laughs> select McDonald's locations. Instead I can get a Zima on any corner store, unfortunately. I don't want that shit. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned this during Upper Deck Man, I gotta know your feelings on this. Uh so you mentioned uh the Saints Twitter account kind of talking shit right to uh to the Falcons during the Super Bowl. Have you noticed this like inner sport tweet bullshit that's popping up on Twitter lately? There's a lot of it. The NBA just released a memo and a rule stating because teams were talking shit amongst each other about certain things. I I don't know. And, and to be honest with you, the first thing that I saw, and I'm guessing it wasn't the very first time, but what kind of got it amped up in recent the recent past was after the Kings beat the Cavs, and so they had, and they must have done it before the game because it, it got tweeted out immediately after the game was over, which is awfully bold for the Kings to do against anybody, <laughs> let alone the Cavs. But they had the Cavs logo fashioned to an L with the with the sword going yes. through it, and it said, yeah. this is for the land. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, shit, like, here's the, you know, the... Kings taking a shot at the Cavs on social media and tweeting out this picture. You know, Cavs didn't have any response, whatever. But it only escalated from there between other teams and their shit talking. The NBA finally was like, whoa, whoa, hey, we got to put the kibosh on this so no teams can tweet at other teams. And you got to leave like, <laughs> where are we at with social media when they have to make rules to stop teams from tweeting at each other and talking <laughs> shit? Like how crazy is that? <laughs> well, it's funny you you mentioned the NBA because they were kind of the uh the source of this. So I saw on Twitter recently and I believe it was uh the Dallas Stars that kind of started this this whole thing. But uh so the NBA has implemented this new policy and the Sacramento Kings obviously were kind of one of the ones that that did that. The Dallas Stars tweeted out this week uh, to the Nashville Predators. They were playing Nashville, and they said, at Preds NHL, let's all have fun and have a good game today. Wait, wrong league. We hope we win and you lose because this is sports. (laughs) (laughs) Which, fucking awesome. That's such a... And you know what? That also reminded me of when the Chargers unveiled their new Los Angeles logo. Yeah. And... (laughs) People made the jokes that it looked like the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Lightning had had some type of relations, (laughs) and that's how their logo comes. And you had both the Dodgers and the Lightning coming out and tweeting like, oh, thought we were just friends, and oh, it was nothing like that, and just, you know, playing into the whole joke of the whole thing. And that was one of those times that was kind of innocent, but I thought it was pretty funny that you had – these sports teams taking shots at it was ultimately taking shots at the Chargers, yeah. who baseball Dodgers, <laughs> hockey Tampa Bay Lightning, and you know football Chargers. Like it was all one big thing. Like I thought that was kind of awesome. 
here's the best part of what happened with this whole Dallas Stars thing. So they never mentioned the Kings anywhere in this tweet. They were just poking fun at the whole oh, thing, crap. right? The Kings tweet at Dallas Stars and say, at us next time with a thumbs up emoji. To which Dallas replies, at Sacramento Kings, we're here for you if you need to vent. And then the Kings said, remember when you guys were up 3-1? At Indians are there for you if you need to vent too with an emoji. To which the Indians replied, at Sacramento Kings, it's been 14 years since you had a lead in a playoff series. Facts. With with a gif. Just remember... What the fuck, man? We had like an intersport <laughs> Twitter battle this week. That's good stuff, though. It's really this hilarious, is what I especially think that, in like, like Twitter's for. Yeah, especially in a time when like it's like a. I mean, the NHL is going on, the NBA is going on, but baseball is just like chilling. Well, and and the, the Indians Kings, are like, hey, we're gonna talk shit too. Well, for the Kings, me being a Kings fan, for them to talk shit to anyone about anything <laughs> with all the futility <laughs> that they've dealt with over the last decade plus now is hilarious but it's all like tongue-in-cheek like it's all fun and games it's nothing nobody's getting like super personal it's all on the field stuff and you know at, at no point are any of the twitter feed saying oh yeah well you know meet me in the fucking parking lot and yeah twitter like right don't right. at me bro <laughs> like i mean it's not getting that so it's all staying like fun and you know it's very lighthearted like, but yeah. it's great like it especially if you're following like, and I don't know how it would be that you were following all those Twitter's account, Twitter accounts because they're very random parts. <laughs> but if for some reason you were able to see all of this in real time, it's crazy. <laughs> the, so after the Indians had responded to the Kings, the Kings responded to the Indians and just said 1948 with a a laughing face. Ah, uh-huh. good dig. Uh, the Indians. Just responded, sorry, at NBA, which made me laugh that they were just like, this is all your fault, NBA. Yeah, well, basically poking fun at the fact that they said, you know, don't be tweeting at other teams inside the league. Because the NBA can't regulate the fact that the Kings are talking shit to to other sports. Uh, So then Dallas lost that game and they said, on to Winnipeg on Tuesday. And the Kings said, at Dallas Stars, look, looks like you guys took an L on Twitter and on the ice. Damn. That one's cold. Uh, that, but this is the only W that my team has registered <laughs> in a while is through Twitter. So you are on board with these teams like having these weird Hell Twitter yeah. Beefs. I mean, like again, as long as it doesn't get to a point of being personal, which it, it couldn't because it's inner sports stuff, it's different cities. So there's nothing – it's not like anybody – like the owners aren't going to fly across country and punch each other in the face or anything like that. So I don't know. If somebody starts talking shit about the Mavs, Mark Cuban might Okay, so there the are some owners yeah. that you, you could put on that Come list on that now. stay ready. <laughs> Definitely would be down to do that. But for the most part, it, it's just assholes like you and me who run the team Twitter account. And that to me is the funniest part. Is That's that, what like, I love about this. It's not even the – it's not Mark Cuban sitting there running the team Twitter page. Like it's just there's a designated person, most likely who are you know just like you and I for each of these teams doing this, and it's just us basically talking shit back and forth to one another. That's what I love, and I think 
what's going to be awesome about this is teams are going to start hiring like all right, you need comedic experience to run our Twitter well, account. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, I feel like it, it wouldn't even necessarily be like specifically comedic experience, but it's like the the personality test for who you're going to hire to do that. It's going to be very strict. I mean, it's got to be somebody who's going to be able to do, you know, you, you got to have more knowledge than just of the team. Because, I mean, for the person running the Twitter feed of Sacramento – to be able to then fire back at the Indians with the 1948, like you can't just be an NBA head for that. You you got to know. Yeah, you got to know. Indians you got to know shit. That much futility. So yeah, I mean, it's not just something that you know you can take lightly. My whole point for bringing up this story is, I think the two of us would do a goddamn good job. We would. At this. The one thing that all of these posts are lacking, with the exception of the Indians, is the gif of. Uh, and I think that's what takes the Twitter t- shit talk to the next level. It does. It's a you solid can, gift when that you throw really <laughs> fucking drives home your point. Like, it you really motherfucker. <laughs> it, when you can either specifically answer with just a gif and or have a gif that yes. enhances your tweet. <laughs> next level. That's that next level of tweeting. Oh, shit. So this is our, this whole show, that everything that we've done is just an audition for some team's Twitter account. Right. We, we don't have to. We could work The two of remotely. us have just been parlaying this <laughs> in hopes of getting a job with a team Twitter account <laughs> in any sport. I will, I will tweet for the baby cakes. Holy fuck. I'll tweet be for the baby cakes at the big leagues too. Like, I'll be talking shit to big league teams like, yeah, we're triple A, bitch, but. Dude. Hey. All right. Well, wait a second. Hang on now. You would be running the Baby Cakes Twitter account. Would you be okay talking shit to the Braves? Because New Orleans and Atlanta don't like each other. So it'd you be, would have to it'd be talk real easy. shit. See, here's the thing about me that you don't know. When, when my teams are bad, I got no problem calling them out on it. So it'd be like, oh, hey, Atlanta, why don't you shut the fuck up? You only won one championship during all those years of 14 straight division titles. So it'd be pretty easy to shut that shit down. Well, that's a fair point. You are probably the most level-headed fan I know. I mean, like I just, if I got hired, I just have no problem calling out my teams on the shit. It's like with the Kings in this situation. Ha ha ha! It's funny, but damn, do you really have any leg to stand on <laughs> when they've been and we've been god awful for the longest time? Like, even even though I laughed at the L for Cleveland when they threw that out on Twitter, it was just like that's real fucking ballsy when all we've been doing is taking L's for the last fifteen years. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> oh shit I love it I think teams should encourage their whoever whatever intern they're paying to hey, run their Twitter again account. as long as it doesn't get personal which again it really can't I'm I'm all for it I yeah. mean it, again it makes Twitter fun and, and and really it's just for the bystanders you know like that they, they're the ones that benefit from it the you and me and the listeners of this show who are watching the t- the teams go back and forth, like, we benefit because it's just, oh, it's it's like watching the fight in the cafeteria. Right. <laughs> We're just like, oh, shit. Oh, no, that? he did it. Oh, you going to let him do that? <laughs> no, man, I wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> like, you get to just be an instigator. It's great. Oh, 
oh shit i almost died on that one that was that was rough man <laughs> yes i agree i think it's fun all right we've got a uh kind of a special little treat here today for the second week in a row yes second week in a row so um last week wayne brought a, a beer for us to try uh so we did a kind of a special consumer can it within the show uh and we've got the same thing this week so this week Patrick Lynch, who is a former Cincinnati comedian, now lives in Chicago, following his dreams, doing things, moving to bigger and better cities. Uh, he sent me a bottle of Bourbon County brand stout from Goose Island. Now, anybody who knows beer knows that this is uh, kind of one of those white whale type beers to get. It's a, a very hard to get beer. They don't distribute very far outside of Chicago. So getting this beer... This is so. This is one of the beers that I've always wanted to try. We've had to suck so many dicks just to get this beer. <laughs> is what Mike's trying to say without actually saying it. <laughs> Jeez, man. No, it's a fucking. It's a beer that you can't find. Like I would never be able to buy this in Cincinnati. So the fact that Patrick saw this and thought of our show, sent it to me and said, "Hey, you guys should do this on the show." This is a twenty dollar bottle of beer. Shout out to Patrick. Yeah, huge. <laughs> Huge uh, uh, gift from Patrick here. Uh, so we're going to let you guys hear a little bit, uh, a little commercial from Patrick. And While we, we taste the beer. Yeah, we're going to taste this Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island. So this is Patrick Lynch, host of the Cold Bacon Podcast that he runs out of Chicago. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome to this commercial for Cold Bacon. I'm your host, Patrick Lynch, as always. Cold Bacon is a new Chicago comedy podcast. It's full of controversial wisdom. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Kevin James is the greatest comedian of all time. A fish with no scales is no fish at all. Cereal was what the Nazis invented. Helpful tips and very coherent points. You can't take a painting's pulse. I've never been to Slovakia, but I hear it's wonderful there this time of year. No, it's not! (laughs) Oh boy, I tell you, whenever I hear about Broadwurst, I become engorged. All kinds of tech talk and singing. We were running Stone OS on the yeah, Clans. sure. Yeah, and then we had a we switched over to the Linux. I'm never gonna quit selling houses slash killing people. <laughs> people say, "How do you define cold bacon?" I think I put it best when I said, "Yeah, but I, I think what I, I that that's the gist of it is that it, it, it's it's a, a wide open space that we can all explore." That's Cold Bacon. New episodes available Wednesdays on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's Patrick Lynch, host of Cold Bacon Podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. So Scott and I just had a little bit of this beer. So first of all, 13.8% ABV on this beer. It's a, it's a former World Beer Cup gold medal winner. And you know how we feel about award winners on this yep, show. Yep, Scott clearly shits all over it. They, they are overrated. <laughs> this beer, not overrated. No. Holy fuck. This is delicious. I And I don't like super high ABV beers. I just don't. I mean, what was it two weeks ago that we had? The, the yeah, the, Brax, was, or the Brooklyn and uh, that was black what? chocolate stout. That was 10%? 10%. Yeah, and I did, I, all I could taste was alcohol. It just didn't taste good i didn't enjoy it this at 13 percent, completely oh, different fuck, dude. the flavors in this are amazing it is so good it is first of all it's extremely smooth so it's a it's a very boozy smell 
Like you, it you can smells smell. way worse than yeah. any beer that you would think. Cracking this open and pouring it into a glass, I was like, "Holy fuck, is this boozy?" But at thirteen point eight percent, I kind of figured that was going to be the case. But man, first sip on this one, this is so fucking good, so fucking. Good. This beer is amazing. It's the tits. I, <laughs> I mean, there is no doubt about it. I am consuming the fuck out of right. This and beer. so we've got this mid-show consume it or can it, and that's too consumed. Like, no <laughs> doubt. I, I, it's two weeks in a row that guest appearance beers mid-show have completely Came impressed through the shit out in of the us. clutch. Holy shit, man! Have almost outshined the actual show beer. Here's what's crazy though. So this beer is it's twenty dollars for uh, one bottle, which is a, uh, uh, I mean it's not a, a twelve ounce bottle. Uh, it's more along the lines of like a pint size bottle. But I at first when I first saw that I was like, God damn, that's expensive for a for a single bottle. I thought I saw thirteen point eight percent. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but still, holy shit, worth it. Absolutely worth it. <laughs> I like the ingredients. Contains wheat. <laughs> That's it. It says contains wheat. Uh, and just as a sidebar, Goose Island, um, one of my favorite all-time beers, 312, coming yeah? out of that brewery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love That's you true. Know You're a wheat beer fan. I, I was just yeah. going to say, That's you know how point. much I've harped yeah. on how much I love wheat beers. 312, not only one of my favorite beers, but one of my favorite wheat beers, period. So the fact that this comes out of that same family uh, of breweries just enhances like my love of it. It's like, ah, the makers of 312 <laughs> know what they're doing with a 13% beer as well. Dude, this uh, I can't get over how good this beer is. So shout out to Patrick Lynch for it's a hooking us beer, up though. with this beer. Definitely a sipper. This is this is not a chugging beer, but the flavor you get on the sips is incredible. Like I, thirteen percent. You, I'm definitely thinking that there's the flavor is just going to be completely muted, and it's going to be just like it was before. Just boozy. Yeah, yeah. Just alcohol, and you can't taste anything else. Completely wrong. Fantastic Dude, it's flavor, so good. This. And I think it's funny because my wife was questioning why I had the whiskey glasses. Like, <laughs> yes, she's like, "Why'd you bring those down?" And I'm like, "Well, that's for this beer. Fucking fits because you don't makes you don't want to have no, more than no, no, more no, than no. a little bit of this in this, a night. <laughs> this is going to be enough for the rest of the night. Yeah, <laughs> I may not finish the Braxton at this point because I'm probably going to focus on this one. And I'm going to get dizzy washing my face later on. <laughs> <laughs> Did they know about that? I or tweeted it. Just it. A tweet? I was going to say just the tweet out. in the description yeah. that you got dizzy from a couple episodes. That was the Brooklyn back. beer. I got dizzy because I drank all of my beers during the episode, and they were ten percent. Yeah. So I pounded all of them within the episode and got a little. I got a little buzzed. I got fuck it. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> fuck you. I, There's no. I, I'm not judging you. I mean, the show is that we drink beer and talk <laughs> sports, and then at some point we go over the line. I'm just saying that you fucked up this episode. That's all. Well, get ready for the end of this episode, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> well, you saw an interesting article this week. Yeah. Um. So Bleacher Report put out an article. They they did a story about. Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. And shout out to uh, my boy, Jonathan Proctor, who sent this article to me and one of my good friends, his brother, Chris Proctor. Um, 
he had sent it to us and tagged us because there's been this long standing debate. Chris and I are super Jordan fans, and Jonathan nice. is a super anti Jordan guy, but also Fair. believes that Magic was way better than Jordan for whatever reason. Uh, anyway, and so we go back and forth. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's really no argument. But hey, we 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 you. <laughs> So anyway, Bleacher (laughs) (laughs) Bleacher Report wrote this article, and they basically chronicled the fact that at some point, and I believe it was 90, I think it was 1990, they were going to have what boiled down to a pay-per-view special between Jordan and Johnson, and it was going to be a exclusive one-on-one matchup in the off-season and it would have just been this greatness where we got to decide, you know, we all had Jordan versus Bird growing up on Nintendo. Well, oh this was going to be yeah. Jordan versus Magic, only the real life version. And they were going to play, you know, in Las Vegas on, the, yes. you know, on a on a court, just just the two of them. And it was going to be what I, I can't even describe <laughs> it. Like, it was going to be the greatest like you're going to have two of the greatest basketball players of all time going one on one against each other, and this was, and that right would have been the, the first time that anybody had proposed right. this idea of yeah, like one on one, which is kind of insane. Who the best is kind of insane that it never had been thought of prior to this, because basketball lends itself to hey one on one, yeah, you know, who would be better in in, in the situation. But the problem was, you know, according to the article, basically, that the NBA didn't like the idea because it was supposed to happen during the offseason, and you had these guys that were playing one-on-one, and it really, um, I guess, encouraged, is the best word, gambling, because... You know, you got if it's what? on HBO, right? In Vegas, no. On sports, what? Right? Come yeah. on. <laughs> the NBA was very image conscious, and they didn't want you know gambling to be at the forefront oh, of something. Don't bet on our game, right? And so, but you know, it's funny. I understand their thinking at the time because this was the height of like the NBA's popularity that early nineties, yeah, like, mid nineties. Right. That was like I have a feeling if this idea would have been proposed in the early 2000s totally different outcome Fuck, totally dude. different outcome when they, they needed they would have been like when do we when do we do this how do like alan iverson and who, who? <laughs> <laughs> but basically nba what, shot it who's down. gonna pick it up let's do it where are we going right we'll play on mars bitch <laughs> we're playing on the moon bitch don't call we're gonna do a space jam show it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be great um but basically, the NBA shut it down because they were worried about the fact that it associated with gambling yada 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 and what it boils down to is it could have been the beginning of what became a great off-season series where we were able to see the greatest players of each era, you know, play against each other. In the article, they gave the example of, you know, Kevin Garnett versus Tim Duncan, which would be awesome <sighs> to be see. Uh, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant versus Allen Iverson, you know, just all these type of dream scenarios, yeah. like you know, even now LeBron versus I don't know Carmelo, I guess, you know, yeah. just just all these different matchups, and it would have been fantastic. But it basically just died before it ever began because the NBA and <laughs> to MJ's credit, he actually 
came to the conclusion that he had no way of coming out of this looking good because he was 27 at the time of everything was trying to go down. So he this was, won. and this was before he won anything. Yes. Right? This, he hadn't and, won his first but title. Johnson was already established. Magic Johnson already had, had his, his titles. titles. Yeah. And so. so it was a lose, lose in Jordan's eyes because if he wins, everybody says what they had been saying about Jordan up to that point and why he hadn't won a title was that he was a me first guy, basically hero ball. And yep. of course he won because that's that's his game. That's all he can do is one on one. And if he loses, well fuck, he lost to Magic Johnson. Right. Like Magic's better. Yeah, he, he yeah. can't be the greatest or you know, he's not he's nothing special because he couldn't even beat Magic Johnson one on one. And this was also just before Magic had, you know, announced that the whole the whole hit situation thing. Yeah, so this was like peak for both of them, but you know, a lot of things happened, and it just kind of fell apart. But how awesome would it have been if, dude? So you made a you out? made a great point. This is really the NBA is really the only sport that can pull this off because yes. you can't do this. You can't do this with football. Well, you, you you can't do it with football. And the only thing that I could think of that actually went down and that you could kind of compare it to is, I don't think I've ever asked you, but do you have you ever seen? on like ESPN Classic when it first came out they had old episodes of Home Run Derby where it was literally like and we're talking way back when like Willie Mays era where it was one on one where you had one guy and, and and then another guy and then it was just a commentator and that was it there was nobody in the stands and they were at different oh, parks and they just sat awesome. there yeah no, and they just sat there that. and they hit as many home runs as they could and you know at the end there was declared a winner and that was the closest thing that you could compare this to because it was the one on one yeah and but even that like it, it's it's different because you have you know you have a stagnant pitcher that is of no consequence right. in the equation tossing these balls to each one of the and then they hit them but the, like the competitors aren't competing directly against right. each other that's the they're thing they're competing yeah. against each other but just not directly the only the way that would make this a, a fair comparison would be to say that you have like somebody like Randy Johnson pitching against like Barry Bonds in their both in their primes, you know what I mean, like and and that's the the battle because it's the hitter versus the pitcher, right. not it's not hitter versus hitter. Because if if that was the comparison, then it's Johnson and Jordan playing horse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's those old Jordan versus Bird McDonald's commercials, which were also cool. They were <laughs> fucking cool. They were, they were pretty fucking awesome. But I, this is the only sport. The NBA is the only sport that this could work. Cause, and and the other thing too, so we have the home run derby, so we kind of have exposure that, yeah. to hitters versus hitters. We've seen like skills competitions in the NFL with quarterbacks, where it's like, oh, they, you know, they do some bullshit right. Pro Bowl week, where it's like, oh, there's there's the skills competition. But this is the only one that where it's like head to head competition, who's better? Because then in the NBA too, that's the only sport. I guess you could see this in hockey. Like we could we could do this in hockey where you, you have, could, but it's you, uh, 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 it's oh, very dude, similar to fuck. baseball because you would have like say Wayne Gretzky going up against you know whoever it was of that time, and then they're but they're each going up against the goalie. I yes, you you I mean you'd have to have a goalie involved there, but can you imagine Sidney Crosby versus Alex Ovechkin in like a one on one? 
plus goalies hockey game. That'd be that'd be kind of fucking cool to see. It would, but I don't even know that one on one works. I mean, you at least have to. You got to have some moves. On. No, know, you got to have, have some like, moves. I know, but you got to have three on three because you got to have the two wingmen. And like, it, no, that's that's what I'm saying. You you can fucking really set this up as like. A, but again, then though, it comes down to the skill of each goalie, individual goalie. Yeah, the <laughs> like goalie, it, yeah, it's you, two on can, two. It's not one on one. Yeah, you, yeah. you can you can always say that. Well, the goalie wasn't as good. Like unless you have mere goalies, which you wouldn't. You can't cardboard you can't even cutouts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's just basically a shooting competition. It's a shootout. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you got to get past the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> so all I mean, right. you can it's fudge a bad it. comparison. Fuck you. It's awful. But whatever. <laughs> basketball, like basketball, is literally the only thing. That's the that only sport where they they play offense could and defense. Yeah. And can the control, same person. Yeah, and can control both sides of the game. Right. Well, and even then you have to do it by position because, I mean, it's not like you could be like, oh, well, Jordan versus Elijah Wan. Like, it just wouldn't work. Dude, I would have loved to have seen Muggsy Bogues versus Patrick Ewing. <laughs> and you're done. If you No, if you think about it. All right, let's 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 step back for a second. Okay, I'm stepping back. How did UFC start off? A bunch of idiots getting hit in the face in the street. Uh, all right, a little bit. After that, <laughs> oh, then I don't know. <laughs> it was different types of fighters fighting against each other. So oh, it was okay. like, hey, oh, I'm right, a jujitsu guy versus a sumo now. wrestler. Like right, right, that yeah. was the okay. appeal. So it might kind of be fun to see different positions go up against each other. It would, Muggsy. For sorry, I didn't mean, mean to bore you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, box of one puts me right out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, Mike, go on. Uh, uh, keep talking whatever you want, man. Christ on crutches, man. It happened by accident. <laughs> Any fucking way. The the idea, though, that Muggsy versus Elijah on, it's like, here's what it would happen. Either Muggsy would drive around and be so quick so that on offense it would be embarrassing for, you know, Elijah on, and then... Consequently, on the next possession, like whoever was the defender would have the most impossible time because they couldn't really defend what the other person could do. But Elijah Wan was just skyhooking it right over Muggsy without even having. How funny would it be to see like Elijah Wan back down Muggsy Bogues? That'd be fucking hilarious to watch for two possessions. Then you'd be like, "Yeah, this is not cool." No, because then Muggsy gets the ball back, and then you get to watch him run around and like try to dunk. (laughs) <laughs> like i said whoever has the ball has was, the advantage he was so little it was my favorite fuck I you he's Muggsy taller Bugs. than me by an inch are you serious he's five eight i'm five seven really yeah i didn't realize he was that tall i thought he was shorter than that no google that shit five dude five eight in the nba that's i mean like yeah that's possibly small like i get it i understand yeah. that's tall by or short by NBA standards, but uh, I thought he was shorter than that. No. I just remember that scene in Space Jam where they're all walking through the yeah. hospital and everybody hits their head except for the doctor and Muggsy Bogues. Right. And Muggsy Bogues is shorter than the doctor in that no, scene. No, I'll probably get proved wrong. Maybe he was 5'6". Either way. Shit. Google says 5'3". 5'3"? Five, 5'3". Three. Five, three? Five, three. Really? Yes. He's like barely taller than my wife. Shit. <laughs> way off. So, uh, so I was taller so than Muggsy Bogues. Let's let's I think about that. So together. let's re let's reevaluate Christ, now. Now I that doing? you know Muggsy Bogues is five three. No, isn't that is... more fun to see five no, three versus is... seven feet? 
No, Come this on! Is, no, this is awful because now I realize I'm four inches taller than him and I'm hosting a podcast with you. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, Bugsy had an NBA career. Like, this, this, this made it way worse. Holy shit, I've got Spud, to get my life together. Spud Webb was 5'7". That makes me feel better. No. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, damn. All right, this has want, been a sobering moment. You want to start feeling better? No. I'll, I can make you start feeling better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, sounds, that sounds bad, but that's yeah. not what Back I mean. Back the hell up, man. That's not what I mean by that. What I, I know mean you're inspired is... by your bet loss, but <laughs> back up. What I mean is I lost a bet, and uh, I got some responses this week. Yeah, you do. If, you, if you'd like to talk about that. I would, but go ahead with what you're going to say before that. That was I was just going to make you feel better by making me feel worse. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something about <laughs> NBA players and their height. No, no. I was going to make you feel better by making. Oh, me okay. Feel cool. Worse. Well, then let's transition on to that. And uh, <laughs> what do you got for us this week, Mike? So I got two, what kind of responses do you got? I got two emails. We expanded to Atlanta um, because we talked about it at the last show. Surprisingly, nothing from San Francisco. But we'll try this week and see what happens. But I got two two responses from Atlanta. The first one, the email just says, hey. And then it was a picture of a guy's taint. It, okay. He like, there's no, there no dick in the picture. It was just balls and taint. It was <laughs> kind of weird to me that that's what he thought was going to seal the deal. All right. Was, uh, and, and just because... I don't want to have to go through this alone. Um, I can't even turn the computer. Shit, I'm stuck looking at it myself. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ladies sucks. and gentlemen, I can't confirm that I can't see this taint that Mike describes. Anyways. I, I feel like that was done on purpose. He wants to be the only one who can see this I'll taint, fucking but... pull it up on my phone. I don't give a shit. No, you won't. All right. You're Anyways, good. so I have to respond to 20 of these messages. I've responded to one so far because that's all I got because Scott writes terrible men for men ads. <laughs> so I responded to this one. Thanks for the ball slash taint shot, but I'm going to have to pass. You came out of the gate strong, though. I'll give you that. That was my response to this dude. And his ball taint shot. So, so that's two that you've responded to? You've got two that I've responded. Go? 18 to go, but I got a second one this week. Okay, all right. Guy uh, guy sent me a message that said, 29 black athletic 5'9", 160 pounds, 9 inches. And God, then asked damn. me any picks slash stats, sent a picture of full frontal BBC. BBCs. This is why this would be the best sport, or the NBA would be no, the best sport. This is naked. why this <laughs> is why I stand by my claim that baseball is the way to go. Um, my response to him was, "I'm going to pass. Definitely can't handle that, but props to you. <laughs> <laughs> At least you let him down gently. I mean, fuck, man. Do I really have to go through 17 more of these? Yeah. Oh, good lord. Don't so, lose the bet." We fizzled out in Atlanta. We are done in Atlanta. So I feel like what we're going to have to do in this uh, Miss Cleo's bed is just continue to move cities. Each week, we'll just do a different city. So I'm going to try a a different city. Each one will be a sports city. I don't know what I'm going to decide to go with. But do you know how weird it is 
to hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I feel like I should decide because. All right, that's fair. You can all right, decide so, which city. All right. Which city? Am so I we going started to in Cincinnati. Week? No, we started in we. No, you never did say. You, it I was, was gonna say you it was Buffalo. Say. Was the first. Oh week. shit! Shout out to Alex. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so we went we Buffalo, Buffalo Atlanta, Atlanta, San Francisco. Yeah, but San Francisco didn't have any replies. No, I know. So but maybe we'll, let's just... hold on to that and maybe come back to it later. Okay, fine. So we'll just pivot from Atlanta to a different city. How about? In the spirit of everything we talked about on the show, we pivot from Atlanta to New Orleans. New Orleans it is. That's where the there ad will go. go live this week, and we'll see what kind of response I get. <sighs> I don't want to respond to any more of these, man. <laughs> you don't know how rough it is to have that email like ping and be like, I don't, because oh, I didn't lose a bet. So you're right. I have no idea. And then, and then I, and then I have to see it. I'm fucking. I'm standing there with my son, and all of a sudden, a picture on my phone pops off of BBC, and I'm like, Hey, okay, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on, man? Uh, Good thing he doesn't know what BBC he stands doesn't know for. What that's all about. He doesn't know what's up. <laughs> but you do. <laughs> I do, and I'm. Fucking losing. I hate that I lost this bet. Can we get into Consumer Can It? Let's do it. All right. Consumer Can It. Whoa. Coming in hot on the levels. My bad, Ooh. man. That was a little, was a little hot. Get your shit together, bro. <laughs> Damn. You got one job. Bourbon County Stout. I got a little bit more than one job. I got a bunch of shit going on here, man. They don't know. You got one job. <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea that you got one job. Uh, anyways... Uh, Consumer Candidate brought to you as always by Firefan. Download it. Download it. Use the code Craft Beer. When baseball starts up, we can be all up in it. Oh my god, it's gonna be crazy. I wonder if they have it for WBC. For the what? WBC. Oh, okay. It didn't the sound World like it didn't sound like you said WBC. I did. I said WBC. I I mean, it didn't sound like it to me. It sounded like there was a little bit of a stutter going on there. Mm. It sounded like it was WBC. It actually sounded like WBBC, and maybe that's just WNBC. Got, maybe it's just because I got BBC on the brain. Yeah, probably that's is. What it's- <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, uh, Consumer Cannon, Braxton Graders Collabo Black Raspberry Chocolate Chip Milk Stout. Mike, what do you got, bro? Um, all right, so this beer, uh, I, I came in with... Here, okay, so let me let me get this out of the way first. I think Graders is overrated as an ice cream company. I already established. That. I I think they are highly overrated. Um, I grew up in Youngstown where we had Handles. I always thought Handles was better than Graders, so I never got the appeal of Graders from Cincinnati folk. So when I saw this beer, I was like, I'm gonna give this a shot. I think this beer was pure marketing hype. It had no raspberry flavor whatsoever. It uh, it was all coffee flavor, which normally I'm on board with, but I came into this hoping for something more than just a regular stout. And that's all this was to me, was just a regular stout. Um, nothing special about it. Not worth standing in line for an hour and a half. Not worth rushing to Kroger to get it before it sells out. So I'm going to can uh, the Grater's black raspberry chocolate chip milk stout just wasn't that great no chocolate flavor no raspberry flavor um i'm gonna continue sipping on my goose island bourbon county what about you man this beer sucked (laughs) i'm not gonna sugarcoat it 
We talked about it before we got into the show. We were anticipating it. We were excited, but we thought we it knew. had a we high knew. probability to disappoint. And man, as soon as we cracked it open, first of all, it smells like coffee a lot. It, it smells very coffee, but not even like good coffee. It smells like the coffee grounds that have sat in the filter for a day, and then the next day you're like, "Oh shit, I need to throw this away before I brew a new cup." Um. It's, it's not good. I, the 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 initial sip, you don't taste any raspberry. You don't taste any chocolate. It tasted like smoking a cigarette. And I don't even smoke, but it is god awful. So you're saying it tastes like gym teacher breath, or gym teacher Just dick? Like, like <laughs> it's worse than gym teacher breath. Like seriously, the the hype surrounding this beer was insane and you'd expect something that you know at least you walked away from thinking okay it was an average raspberry like hey we did black and crayon yeah and had it tasted like that you'd have been like oh okay i i get it you know black and crayon you know it, it has a specific flavor. So if it tasted similar to that, where you're like, okay, black and raspberry, you know, there's it's not really sweet, even though it's fashioned after an ice cream, but whatever, you get for the thing. This tastes nothing like there ice was, cream. There was just all. nothing special there's about this There's nothing beer. sweet. There's nothing. This If this had any other label on it, you would think nothing of this beer. Nobody would suggest it. Nobody would want to try it. I, Mike said, oh, I just think it's an average. I don't even think it's that. I've had better stouts oh, that have no No, you're right. Yes, like, you're that's right. That's the problem. It's not. It, you're right. There are better stouts <laughs> out there that aren't like marketed. Yeah, as. that have nothing special about them. And it just, it's a bad beer. Like I, I, I don't. All right. Now, in fairness to Braxton, because they did recall some of these, correct? Yes. They recalled them based off cans leaking and all that other stuff. Which, first of all. If you're going to have a beer that you can't support the demand, if you're going to go on every fucking news station in Cincinnati and pump up this beer... You better make sure your cans you, are airtight. You, first of all, that you your better... your cans are Trump-tight. You better... <laughs> you better make sure that you can support the demand, because you are creating a demand for this beer. Right. So, and I don't know if that's like a trend in Cincinnati now. I know Listerman's gotten shit for their No, releases. it's a beer trend, period. Like, of like, oh, no, the there's country. only a little bit. So right, you yeah. But, but they've they've created this beer exclusivity. It's a, it's a genius marketing campaign of like, yes. hey, we are going to pump this up well, as the greatest thing ever, and we're not going to make a lot. They go with the with iPhone you, model is to, what they do. They no. create they create. And this like is totally what we uh, we were worried about and called out about the Mortal Kombat series. We said, yeah. it's not going to be shit for beer. It's just going to be the fact that they're going to harp on the nostalgia, harp on the fact that it's a Mortal Kombat beer, and it's just going to be a shitty average beer. Yeah. But we tried all of those beers. We're completely wrong. They were all delicious, and they were completely... If you slapped something on there that had nothing to do with Mortal Kombat, they stand alone as a good yeah. beer. This beer, without the graders... Is a terrible beer. Like it has graders on it, and you're like, "This is not good." Here's what here's what kills me about this. So, as a beer fan, I like to try to introduce people to new beers. Like I, I want to see people get out of the mold of, "Hey, I just drink Bud Light," or "I just drink Miller Light." Like I, I want more people to experience. Or even if they just drink because what we consider the, the lowest level, like Sam Adams. Yeah, because like, there there's so many good beers out there, and people are almost afraid to try them. 
So this beer, because it was with graders, had the opportunity to bring in those people who normally wouldn't get a craft beer. They were like, hey, this is a graders beer. I'm going to try this one. And if they try this, they're going to be like, it's all right. No, they're going to be like, this is why I stick to my Bud Light. That you, That's the problem. Right. It's, it's not it, It's not a good beer for somebody to venture off. And it's it's really disappointing because I wanted it to be I wanted really it to be good. so good. It but, was ten dollars for a four pack. That's you think fucking you unreal. Get better quality. That's unreal. Stick to if you're looking for a flavorful stout, get a Rubis Cacao from Mad Tree. That one's got more flavor to it than this one does. Um, I would, if you're a craft beer fan, pass on the Brax. I mean, if you want to do it just for the sake of trying a new beer or something oh, different, I would definitely get tell it you if you, if see you are it. a beer person, you've got to get it just so that you can confirm that it's just average or not good as fuck. Not it's not great. Two cans. Is this the first time we've double canned a beer? I think it is. That I can't remember, but if it's not, it's one of only like two like this may have only been the second time. That I don't think we've ever double canned. I think if if one of us has canned, the other one has always consumed. But I'll tell you what, for the black guy to have canned two black beers, unreal in this month. In this month of all months, dude, unbelievable. Thanks, Obama. The worst exit <laughs> you could ever imagine for president. <laughs> Couldn't even make sure that black guy enjoyed black beers. Well, we got one more shot next week. We got one, one more, more shot, right? That's so in my right, now, right the, now. Right now, two out of the three black beers have been canned You're, by the black guy. Ugh, man, not looking good for black beers. Does that make me month. like super progressive that I've no. consumed two out of three? No. Oh, okay. Well, just means you're lush. <laughs> what did I say? Something that's, funny? That's accurate. That's oh, okay. a that's an accurate statement. Right. I am really glad Patrick sent us this Bourbon County style. Yeah, because he saved the show. Because holy shit, man! If I had to drink more Braxton of that, I would have been. Sucks. I would have been. Upset. I, we both have a can. Oh, you've got two cans. Yeah, I stopped drinking. It oh, I, well, I've I just got. Drinking the I, I've County. essentially got two cans because I have a cup here that has you haven't only even partially drank. Yeah, yeah. I Jesus. I switched over to the Bourbon County. I was like, I'm not touching that. So and, disappointing. And that's rough, man. That's fucking rough. It pisses me off. I'm not happy about it. But that's what that's so that's the joy of craft beer is sometimes you find a beer that just isn't that great. And you, but you I learn would, you know what it. I would I was gonna say, I would rather let everybody know, hey, this beer's ass, so if you're gonna try it, go in knowing that it doesn't have our recommendation. You don't and yeah, you don't have the hype. We, of, we I was gonna say we ain't shit, but yeah. I know that everybody was obsessed with this beer, and I was, and you were like excited. But if you're going in, totally you never had it, just temper the expectations. Yep, go in knowing that it's a and marketing maybe they'll enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, maybe going in having no expectations or thinking it's gonna suck. And maybe will help if it out. your four pack wasn't one of the ones recalled, because both of the ones that we had, there was leakage, so maybe that caused the the issues. I don't know, but it it just wasn't that good. I wouldn't have waited an hour and a half in line for this had I known. And I won't be buying anymore. Yep, definitely not. Dude, this has been a fun show. Excellent, sir. (laughs) (laughs) We had a tall task. Well, I'm just saying, we had a tall task following up. Dude, it's tough following Wayne. He he was stellar and 
Hey, coming in, we had our most professional entrance ever. Fuck, indubitously so we did. Uh, <laughs> it's only proper that we go out <laughs> on top. So, yeah, good so, luck and so, good night. <laughs> I didn't even do the plugs yet. You can't do that yet. We don't uh, need plugs. Yes, we do. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Craft Beer. <laughs> Where we're going, you went fucking... You went back to the future on me. Boom! Uh, anyways, uh, follow us on Twitter at Crafty Sports. You can follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Uh, if you got a beer you want us to try, fucking send it to us. That's the new thing. I'm on board with this. Right. Just send me a beer to try. You could be the guest beer and outshine the actual beer of the show. Even if it's just one bottle, we'll try it. We'll give it a consumer can it and let you know what, you, what we think. Uh, uh, as always, this has been Craft Brew Sports. Thanks a lot, everybody. Cheers. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 